Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host, Sean Garmer, here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Daniel got called into work, so he will not be here again, um, at least for this week. So uh, it'll just be the two of us rolling as we have been for a little bit here. But we got plenty to talk about as we get to discuss the Mario movie trailer. Lots of news about Xbox and Activision Blizzard again. Overwatch 2 has launch issues, what do you know? And a lot more after this. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. All right, well... And just to get this out of the way, you know, this is the uh, first time you're listening to us or watching us, or it's the 100th time. We always appreciate you for that. Um, thank you for watching or listening. And you can watch live on Twitch, on, on WTM Network Facebook, on uh, on my Twitter at WTM Sean, at Mark, at Humanity Plague. Um, you can also watch later on YouTube as well. WTN Network there. And, of course, uh, you can also just listen to us on the podcast place of your choice. So whichever area that you like to go listen to your podcast on, whether it's Apple, whether it's iHeartRadio, whether it's Spotify, Google Pods, wherever it is that you like to listen to podcasts, we are on there. You can go subscribe, follow and either subscribe to the whole WC network, you get everything that we do, which includes, of course, this show. And then, of course, you get the Radlitz and broadcasting stuff, which is uh, usually uh, the movie reviews and so their metal music stuff. Uh, they just reviewed, I think, Blonde last week. That's the Netflix Marilyn Row movie. And I forgot what they have been doing this week. Uh, they did do some uh, some metal stuff as well. So if you're a metal music man, definitely go check that out. And of course, Dr. Keiki, they had their uh, awards for this uh, season that just ended. So you definitely want to go check that out. And they had a special guest as well. Um, so definitely go check those out on YouTube and also on the audio too. So with that out of the way, Mark, I guess it's not the freshest thing, but it is still cool that we finally got the first teaser trailer for the Mario movie, of course, being made with Illumination. Uh, so the guys that make the, you know, Minions movies definitely had that look about it. I mean, it was about, you know, they did an eight minute direct for a two and a half minute trailer. What did you think? It, it, it is what it is. I don't think Chris Pratt's voice is great. I mean, he just kind of tried to kind of add a like a Brooklyn accent to like one of the lines. You know, I'm sure it'll be fine. I thought the Penguin stuff was like kind of out of place, so it felt like a Minions movie, though. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to make it funny, lighthearted, you know? Um, I don't have a problem with that. I don't think we need to be super serious. It is, you know, Mario, after all. It's not... So, so it, it has to have some of that flair in it, I think, if, if Illumination's making it. You know, it, Bowser looked like a badass, so that was... Uh, cool, and uh, Jack Black is going to be great uh, as Bowser. I think I, you can already tell in that a uh, little bit of trailer there. I, so you don't have an issue with uh, Chris Pratt's voice? Like it seemed like we had 
either the opinion of why the hell is he not sounding more like Mario? You hyped this up for him to just sound like Chris Pratt or the folks that I kind of go with that line of thinking of if we heard Mario who doesn't really ever speak other than Wahoo and Yahoo and, you know, here we go and stuff like that uh, for two hours, it would kind of get annoying. Well, you're not going to get Captain Lou to voice him because I think that ship has sailed. Well, definitely not. Um, Uh, I don't know. You could have got Charles Martinet, right? I mean, maybe, but like, I don't think like listening to that voice would not work for two hours. That's a, that's what I was saying. I, I I do agree with like the, I don't the, like you know I think it was like Tara Strong another voice a voice actress was like outraged that they replaced him and it's like that this happens with every movie of as an established character I mean really yeah it was interesting that in other languages they did use a voice that was much more Italian much more similar to the Mario that we're used to hearing on in the video games I mean so, here's the thing they yeah. can always re-record that voice. No, they definitely could, but I don't think it's going to make or break the movie, quite honestly. No. I think once you get into it, people are kind of going to forget. I, I mean, I, I don't venture to these dark parts that Jens goes to on the internet, but I guess there was some controversy about, like, the story of the movie. Like, that Mario is, like, somehow, like, part of the real world or something, that he gets swept up into the Mushroom Kingdom. I mean, that was how originally... Yeah, and it, like, People were like, oh, that." Yeah copying you know sonic or copying other movies and it's like that's how it's always been you idiots like yeah that was the whole premise of mario it was he was put into this world he didn't just exist in it yeah so you know it's always been an isekai we just didn't call it that so i mean i think people just need to kind of calm down on that and just enjoy it for what it is it's really awesome that we're getting this uh, finally, and it's coming not too far away, April 7th. And I love the fact that the ending part is Luigi in a mansion. What do you know? Right? Yeah. I will give them a lot of credit for the uh, the toad with the blue shell joke. That was great. Love sure. that. Um, you know, I, it'll be yeah. fine. I don't, I, I'm sure it'll be, do really well. Uh, yeah. I, I, if it doesn't break the records, which it's amazing to me. I think I, I saw that apparently the Warcraft movie. Holds the record for the highest grossing video game movie. That that can't uh, be true. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, they put it out. It was uh, the Warcraft movie. Uh, Sonic 2 was actually, I think, third. Um, Uncharted was fifth. And I'd have to go find it. Yeah, you're um, right. Yeah, but, Warcraft made $439 million, uh, P- is... Detective Pikachu made, was second. It made 433 Which, so, you know... Make another one of those, like I, like I said last week, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's weird that, like, I don't know why they couldn't have just got somebody else that kind of sounds like Ryan Reynolds to just do the voice, and or and then you keep doing the movies, but... Yeah, or you know. get him, you know? Like, he's busy, but again, you're not spending weeks on a movie shoot, or, you know, between stunt acting and shit like that when you're doing right. voiceover. Like, right. I'm sure they didn't, but, like, mocap him as Pikachu. <laughs> Although that would have been pretty good. <laughs> that would have been interesting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it's great that this is finally out there. We'll see if we get anything else. Uh, I'm sure that there will be, as usually happens with most movies, there will probably be another trailer from here to April. Hopefully they don't go through the whole oh, thing yeah. that usually like- happens where they're going to bombard you with trailers. 
Well, this is just uh, very much a teaser trailer. So yeah, it'll, yeah. it'll have like a regular two two and a half minute trailer like later on, and then yeah, show like Peach and more of the more of the other characters. Yeah, probably. Hopefully, there's some surprises in there as well, uh, just to get folks hyped and everything. Uh, so but, here's yeah. a question: Who do you think Charles Martinet is going to voice? Uh, I he could do Wario, right? Because he no, because they already have a Wario. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. They do. I was thinking either um, Waluigi or uh, yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are. Isn't there a Waluigi as well, though? I don't think so. I thought they were both in there, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Well, I think they said Waluigi is going to be in it, but they didn't voice who he's, you know, voice acting. Yeah, I mean, it's good that he's at least going to have a cameo. So yeah, but all right. I mean, there was. Uh, some other uh, Pokemon news. I'll get to that later because I I don't want to. It, it will just be me talking, and I'll probably do that when we talk about like because I don't have that much to talk about with games that we're playing because it's the same like three games that I'm revolving. Uh, just like I, last week, so I I haven't played yeah. something new or trying to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we'll when we get to that. Towards the end of the show, I'll talk about the Pokemon uh, gameplay trailer that they showed. There's a lot in there, but a lot that I kind of figured this was what it was going to be. And people kept trying to argue about, no, this is going to be brand new stories for Pokemon. And guess what, folks? It's not really, but it's still cool that we're getting this game. So, uh, But either way, let's get on to some other news here. It's a, I'll go ahead and say it. It's a lot of Microsoft. Activision Blizzard news or Activision Blizzard Microsoft news with the the acquisition thing. That's what a lot of the news is this week. Uh, so just letting you know beforehand, it's not like last week where there was a lot more Sony news. There's not a lot of revolving Sony stuff here. So let's start with this. As someone that, again, plays Overwatch, uh, I don't think we ex- didn't you know, I think we all figured there was going to be launch queues. Uh, that's certainly you. That, that's par for the course. Yeah, exactly. And, and, we, and last week we talked about how they had the the DDoS attacks or DDoS attacks. Yeah. And now they're having to remove characters because they're causing glitches and issues. They had to modify the whole thing with the mobile phones to where if you've been playing the game since... Sometime last, I think it's November of last year, at least, they will allow you to not have to have a phone. But if you're a new player, you still have to use the mobile phone. There's uh, people that it couldn't uh, merge their account, so they couldn't use their stuff from Overwatch 1. A lot of problems. (laughs) And there's still issues. There's people that have, have had no issues, and they've just been enjoying it. And that's cool to see as well, but... The majority, I'm not in that camp. <laughs> yeah, you're not in that camp. So, no. ha, have, have you had any kind of experience with Overwatch 2? Yeah, that's what, that's the big thing I've been playing recently. Uh, okay. Or I should say attempting to play. Uh, attempting to play, okay. I did hit one server queue, like the first time I launched it, of like 800 players. That lasted like 20 minutes, and then it, it kind of got me in, and it was fine. The problem with the game, I'm playing it on PC primarily is the piece of shit refuses to launch correctly at all. I mean, I, it, I'm really pissed about it, actually. Like, I will hit the play button, and it goes, like, launching game, 
for like five seconds, and then it says playing now, and nothing fucking happens. Uh, and I did a f- I did I did steps like they were like oh you know defragment the cache or scan you know scan and repair and upgrade your graphics drivers and do all this shit and nothing nothing worked. The only thing that like partially works is like launching the game and then going into like the install menu where the game actually is and hitting like Overwatch and like sometimes it pops up then. But I can launch the game fifty times and it'll fail fifty times. Wow, that's yeah. That Not that's great. in addition to the fact. Uh, I think it was, I think it was last night. Uh, I was playing. I was in a really good match actually, and halfway through it, because it was a two, it was a three round match. It was like best two out of three. So my team already won the first match, and we were like damn near close to winning the second one. The game like went offline like mid match. Oh man! And, it, and like the Twitter Blizzard Twitter customer service like oh you had to take it offline and it's like why don't you wait until like rounds are over or you know there's a way to yeah, do that more that... elegantly where you just don't dump everyone mid-match like you do it like hey after the match is over you can't like log in anymore but you wait you know five minutes for the match to end and then i also had the problem of the lock- locked characters yesterday also where like it wasn't my it wasn't my characters because i play only a few certain characters but like i got into the game and it was like yeah, 12 characters were, like, just locked away. <laughs> and it's like, well, of the eight healers I, I would play, or I, I would have available, only three are usable right now. <laughs> Fortunately, I I play with two of them, so that's, I guess, good for me. I so, mean, but weren't there supposed to be characters that were no, locked it, away? Or? No, no, because it was all, like, Overwatch 1 characters. Okay, so, well, because you played Overwatch 1. Yeah. That didn't affect you, right? It's only for new players. Well, no, you have to do the whole unlocking. Yeah, because all the characters, except for I think the newest one, Sojourn, like one of the Overwatch Two characters, are playable. Like the other two right. are like Kimitsu or some Japanese, and then Junker Queen, which I don't play. But the other two are fine. I just don't have the third one. And it was also a fun issue with the progress, where I had a bunch of Overwatch One money, not a bunch, but some. And it brought that into the game, but it didn't let me spend it until, like, now. Yeah. And it's like, wow, what a good system. And it was like, you can only use Overwatch 1 money to buy Overwatch 1 items. You can't use it for Overwatch 2. Which I guess makes sense. But, I, you know, I have, yeah. I had a friend, uh, an old game reviewer, who had, like, you know, 800, like 800 loot boxes on his, on his account. Or something ridiculous. Wow, eight hundred, and it's like when That's once insane. when it went from Overwatch one Overwatch two, all those like basically opened automatically, and he got all the crap. But it's like wow, imagine like can only imagine how much money he has in that game right now. That is like yeah. work because he probably already has everything or like most everything, right. except for like you know sprays and voice lines. Who gives a shit about that? Um, yeah, exactly. And it's funny because as far as like the, the player experience, like aside from launching the game. Which it you know does one of every fifty times maybe if I'm lucky, it plays better than kind of better than Overwatch One. I had a real, I had a problem with Overwatch One where it like wouldn't load in models, like the game would load, but like player models would just not be there until like yeah. halfway through the round. I don't know if it was some game streaming thing or what. Like this actually does load up pretty quickly, at least for now. But right. It's it's Overwatch One. Like they didn't change a damn thing. I was about to ask you: Is there really anything new? And then you they, just answered my question. 
instead of two tanks, two damage, and two healers, now it's just one tank, two damage, and two healers. So that's slightly different. But everyone pay- plays the same tank now. It's just Bastion all the time. Because he's also like the strongest tank, I think. Or, I mean, they're, it's debatable, but he's generally the, mo- the most like defensive one. And yeah, like if you didn't know you were playing Overwatch 2, like you just look at it, like every map, there's there's no new maps. I think there's like one new mode, which no one ever plays seemingly, or if maybe like it's only in rank or something. But yeah, right. I've played like nine or 10 rounds and it's been the same maps that I've been playing on for years. <laughs> so how do you feel about that? Are you disappointed by it? Or you just kind of feel like, well, I'm glad that it plays better and it's not like they changed a lot of the experience. I guess I'm I'm glad it plays better, but also like calling it Overwatch Two seems like a real, real lie. <laughs> yeah, they should have called it Overwatch Two Point maybe. Like that might have been a little better as like a version change, kind of. Like right. the fact the stories like and that they did this with Halo Infinite. Like they launched the game without the story, and it's like that's not great. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, although- I guess they imagine that most people they're gonna want to just get into the. Sure. Actual matches and play and oh yeah, also the store the yeah. uh season pass was like takes forever. Takes forever to like unlock stuff or like level okay. it up. Like I'm not gonna I'm gonna buy it. The nice thing about Overwatch One with the loot box is like if you play to support class, like just every day you get a loot box essentially because loot uh support class is always in demand and there's always like oh play a support class and get one free loot box. Now it's honestly get you get like you know, a paltry uh, season pass experience. Oh, you get a hundred experience more. It's like whoopee yeah. doo. You know, the season pass takes ten thousand experience points. So per level, or you know, it goes up as you go up. So it's like that's going to do me real solid. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine. If I mean, if you want to play some free to play Team Fortress Two, since apparently Valve abandoned that game years ago, like it's good and. The characters are fairly memorable and play differently. Like, if you wanted to play that game, you'd probably have a good amount of fun. But, yeah, it's not Overwatch 2. Or it's just Overwatch, like, 1.2. Yeah, it's more Overwatch with new characters and, you know, they change... I mean, new characters, only three new characters, you know? (laughs) So you haven't played as any of the new characters at all? Uh, I played as the one, uh, the new support healer. Oh, Kiriku. That's it. She's like a healing okay. ninja. She like has like charms that she can like kind of send out, but also she, has, she also has like ninja blades that she can like throw. <laughs> she was fine. I don't really get like her mobility seems weird to me. Like she can like run up walls and teleport around, but the teleporting seemed kind of busted when I used it. I don't like it's like, oh, you teleport on the on a player's head. And I'm like, well, when I press this button, I kind of just teleport like near them, not on them. <laughs> I heard the. I mean, I play support mainly because I want to play the game. And I heard, like, I think the tank class is pretty good with cues or pretty good with, like, waiting around. But, like, the damage class is, like, wait 20 minutes to get into a round. And I said, like, oh, no, man. <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But you're already waiting enough, dealing with enough problems. Yeah. I don't want to deal with uh, more. So I can totally understand that. <laughs> like, let me right. just get to playing already. And I haven't done the uh, import yet, or the character progression thing yet, because I have the game on Switch also, and I think I get got like a few things from that as well. But I don't really care that much about that version, <laughs> right? So oh, okay, so you haven't done the like 
merge of the no okay not yet okay yeah sure that's gonna be a mess <laughs> yeah uh, a lot of people have been having issues with that as well or some of their stuff doesn't show up or you know all the typical things that sometimes that happen when you have a cross progression yeah kind of issue uh you have to you know put your account with the battle.net account and all of that stuff right yeah i, I don't know the, my main problem with the game right now is just that it doesn't launch correctly at all. Like, <laughs> like I said, it just I hit play and nothing happens. So, if they can figure well, that out, they fix that soon, so you don't yeah. have that issue. Uh, would be but nice. It, <laughs> at, at least you got some thoughts on Overwatch Two. Yeah, although you probably really shouldn't call it that, but they are. So, that's uh, Activision Blizzard for you. We we need to. Get people to think that this is a different game, so they don't. Feel I mean, like it, they can't get you know. It it very much is, and I mean, I know you like the series, but it's like going from like FIFA twenty two to twenty three, but yeah, okay. it completely shuts down like the old game, like, right. and it's like how much of a difference really is there between, aside from like a generational leap, like how much is like going from like PS four to PS five, like how much difference is there between sports games like year by year. Minor at best. Yeah, unless they, unless they really do a big overhaul, doing, like right. with, with Madden, you know, right? Like unless there's a really big overhaul, which you know, Sunny Boy thinking that EA saved a lot of stuff for the the first year that they're going to be EA Sports FC, which is next year, uh, unless some miracle happens and they sign another deal between before then. But you know, still the thing is. There's not a lot of changes when you really think about it. Yeah, like, um, I mean, they're not going to make Overwatch 3 next year, obviously. I mean, this will be no. around for probably four or five years at least. But it's so minor in, like, the actual evolution of the game that them going, like, oh, it's now five versus five. We have, you know, three more heroes and one more one new mode. It's like, whoopee-doo, you know? Why not have, like, 20 new maps? Why not, like, completely ban or like stop the old maps for like the first three weeks or something, you know, so you have to play in the new maps, like do something. Oh, but didn't you say like, they don't really have any new maps. No, that's what I was saying. Yeah. They should, they should have had 20 new maps like per, per mode. And they don't like, they didn't have like, I don't think they have any. I think in a way it's almost like the halo thing that they didn't want to mess up a good thing. So they kind of just said, well, let's just, make the minimum amount of tweaks that we need to make. I mean, we're going to, yeah. I mean, I, I assume at least, I mean, I haven't played Halo in years, obviously, but I assume when you hit, you know, multiplayer, like let's go, you're not playing blood gulch all the time. Oh no, you're not. Least, there's there's new not. maps and, <laughs> and, but a lot of the modes are, you know, what you would expect, you know, Mo- and modes you know. are fun. I don't mind modes. Cause it's always going to be five on five you know, some variation of team deathmatch, like capture the flag or domination or escort the payload or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't care about that. It's just all these maps are the same. Yeah. You wanted some, something new at least. Yeah. And, and like I said, I've yet to even play that new mode. So I, those are new maps. Sure. But I haven't seen them. <laughs> well, Hey, at least, you know, you're getting something out of it. You're, you gotten to play it. You're not just stuck in constant queuing hell or anything. Right. So 
hopefully yeah, like, things get better as the weeks go on for Overwatch. Yeah, like I said, the one time I had a queue, it was relatively painless, you know, just waiting yeah. 20 minutes and it was fine. Well, uh, we go from that to nor news about apparently they didn't have enough with issues between Overwatch 2 and the mobile phone verification stuff now working. Apparently they're going to use that in Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, 2. Is it? Yeah, it's Modern Warfare yeah. 2, right? The one. Okay. So, I mean, you've, you didn't have to experience this with Overwatch, but you might have seen it. That's why I started playing it. it. <laughs> yeah. Is because they got rid of that stupid requirement. <laughs> I can understand the logic for Overwatch 2 because it's a free-to-play game. And any asshat guy can make a new account and go from there. For Modern Warfare 2, it ain't a free free to play game. I get they're gonna have uh Warzone 2, I guess. I'll be free to play, but not Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> so yeah. I mean it's a seventy dollar game that it's like, oh you also have to have a, a smartphone or a post phone contract. Yeah, exactly. You can't even use any phone that has like a prepaid plan. You have to have an actual like phone provider with your phone. Yeah. Um and any phone that's transferred to a local provider is also not eligible for service. Um, Which is funny because so, like, yeah. it wasn't until like like last year I got a post post paid phone. I got a prepaid phone for years. Yeah, I remember that. You, we'd call you and I'd be like, I only got a minute it, left. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I can't and, really talk a lot on this phone. Was well, it's funny because I even with the my phone now, I still barely use it. Like you know. Right. I had that prepaid one because I just don't talk on the phone much. Or, you know, it's fine. I think this is a bad, bad move by, like, all accounts. And I think they'll get rid of it quickly as well. Yeah, if, I if wouldn't not, be surprised if pretty quick they start coming up with just, like, the Overwatch thing where, oh, well, if you've been playing Modern Warfare, uh, then it's no big deal. We'll just take it off. It's only for new players. Okay. Um, I mean, again... The, there's going to be plenty of people that buy Call of Duty Modern Warfare, so I can under or Modern Warfare Two. I'm sorry, so I can kind of understand why they want to do that to kind of kick out the trolls and and all that stuff. Yeah, and, but also yeah. like you know Modern Warfare Two. Well, uh, Warzone is hacked all the time. Well, yeah, it's never going to stop people from that really want to do it. They'll figure right. out how to do it. You know, hackers are going to be hackers. People that want to cheat are going to cheat. It's it's them attempting to do it, I guess, which I can understand that, but I can also understand how this is a super annoying thing that you got to yeah. deal with. And yeah, that's probably going to turn some folks away, certainly. Um, and they might reverse course on that because of it. Yeah. At least you hope so anyway. I'm sure for you who does like to play uh, the Call of Duties. So yeah, it's just, yeah, but we're probably not going to get that for review. So yeah, I mean, what do you think about? They've already announced that probably the next game is going to be Advanced Warfare 2. Uh, uh, you know, we both like the first one. You think they'll get Kevin Spacey back? Oh, my God. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like that. I like the mobility and the guns in that game quite a bit. And the right. story was pretty solid as well, I thought. So, yeah, better, it than, was be- so- better than Call of Duty Ghost 2. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> definitely for sure. Interesting that they're going that route. Good to see that they already have, you know, the plan in place, I guess. 
I think but, they realize yeah. they pumped out too many historical games too quickly. Ideally, what they should have is like a historical game, a modern game, and like a future game, and do that like every three years. But they did Call of Duty World War Two, and then Call of Duty uh, Cold War, and which is a historical game, just not that far back, but still historical. And then right. uh, Vanguard, which is another World War Two game, and it's like people might be sick of this. <laughs> Do you think they're going to just take the year off for this year upcoming, or you think they're going to start making it where it's every other year or for Call no. of Duty? I, mean. well, I think the rumor is that this Call of Duty is supposed to have like uh, DLC single player. Well, yeah, because it's going to, they're not going to have another Call of Duty until 2024. Yeah. So, right. They definitely have to elongate this one. Yeah. I think they should take more years off, but the or the machine is so oiled well at this point that I don't think they can. It would like like you said, I would love to see them be able to take it and like that, you know really take that time with it. Ideally, that's what but, the whole three the three studio structure was supposed to do. Is like you know, Sledgehammer makes a game, then they have two to three more years to iterate and make a new game, but because they're all interconnected now. And it's such a mess that they don't seem to have any break. <laughs> yeah, we'll see once the if when the acquisition goes through ever in in most of the important regions that we'll see if Microsoft is able to kind of figure out what they're going to do uh, with that. At least there's a good tease and something that we were hoping was going to come from this acquisition, and that some of these studios that are stuck on Call of Duty would actually be going back to doing the things that we've known them for. And there's a teaser from Toys to Bob that they, uh, Toys for Bob, I'm sorry, that there's a new Crash game that possibly might get revealed during the Game Awards this year. That's good to know. Good that we're, I mean, they're go- they are still going to be doing Crash games. I'd say bring that back, bring Spyro back, obviously bring Tony Hawk back. You know, if, they're gonna, if Microsoft is going to eventually own this crap, I'm sure they're going to mine Activision's back catalog fairly well since Activision doesn't do it anymore. (laughs) I mean, it would certainly behoove them to do so. uh, Get the most things on Game Pass you certainly can and and use that to their advantage. Yeah, Um, yeah, I definitely think, you know, Phil Spencer's already talked about wanting to bring some things back that we haven't seen. So that's something that would be really good uh, for this acquisition to happen and continue. Just imagine this, Barnstorm in HD. Mm, not what I was thinking of, but sure. Uh, well, since we are already on that subject, uh, the acquisition is moving forward with no restrictions in Brazil. Uh, they have approved the entire acquisition, stating that they're not here to decide whether something is going to be a problem for one competitor, in this case, Sony, they're there to make sure it's competitive for the entire market in Brazil. And they make a good point, which this really, this whole thing, the way it's written should be what everybody else uses as the, well, why are you complaining so much Sony when Nintendo doesn't have call of duty at all? And they seem to get along just fine. That's because Nintendo doesn't care about call of duty. And Sony does. Okay. But that's the point though. Nintendo is not suffering because they don't have call of duty. Yeah, but Nintendo, Nintendo has Nintendo. So Sony has Sony, right? They have God of War, they have Horizon, they have 
uh, Last of Us. They have uh, they could bring back Uncharted again if they wanted to. Uh, they could um, I don't know. You have franchises that are dormant that you choose not to because you need to remake Horizon for the uh, again Second instead time. of trying. <laughs> yeah, like this at at the end of the day, like this is I get what Jim Ryan's doing. He's he's trying to see if he can get some kind of deal out of Microsoft or, or whatever. But at the end of the day, I don't necessarily think that, it, it, especially if, if what we heard from Helmer and Holst uh, last week, they're, they're planning on all these live service games, right? So, man, they can't not hit on one of them. Like, they're going to go on 12 and all of them are going to fail. Like, I just can't think that that's going to be the case. And I, I can, I can yeah. definitely think that's the case. <laughs> Sony has not had great luck in that department uh, at all. No, they haven't, but this is why they got Bungie, right? This is why they got all these other studios that are supposed to be good in those departments that can help them. And, I mean, if you really wanted to, couldn't you bring back uh, Resistance or Killzone and give it to somebody else and let them try to bring that back or bring back SOCOM? Or, I mean, you know, it's it's not like it's impossible for them yeah, it wouldn't be Call of Duty, but you know, Sony's making all these deals all the time. I don't think they can say that they're the bastion of of awesome uh, goodwill for gamers at this point. When every time you turn around, they're money hatting another game uh, to keep it off Xbox. Which hey, that's com- that's competition. That's part of it. It's been that way forever. Exclusives have been that for consoles. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining about it. I have both consoles. I don't care. But I know for some people that can't afford both consoles and we're not, I'm not talking about the console war BS that has been going on this whole week. I'm I'm talking about actual GQ gamer that doesn't care about that stuff. Yeah, it sucks. But at the end of the day, I don't really see like they're not going to lose a lot of these franchises because most of them are multiplayer. Like it doesn't help them to keep Diablo off PlayStation because they lose players. Uh, it doesn't really help them to make Call of Duty exclusive. Like the stuff they make it exclusive is like Crash, you know, any of the single players only stuff, which is very uh, rare to be honest. Like what uh, Tony Hawk, that kind of stuff. Like almost everything that Activision or Blizzard has a multiplayer component, which is extremely important. So. Where is Sony going to lose in that? I don't. I just don't see the what the big issue is at the end of the day. I mean, it's all about perception. So that's that's the that's the whole point. <laughs> I mean, you can make it a perception thing, but again, I don't think there's going to be that many people that go, "Oh, let me just buy an Xbox because I mean, Call of, at, they bought this." Look at what happened with X when the, with the Xbox One when. Uh, the first boss said all that wild shit about it. That was completely unpopular. <laughs> like, no, yeah, but that's just... different though. <laughs> like, that actually had real consequence for people that didn't have like good internet connection. Not to mention they just made people feel like pieces of shit. If you heard that, um, I mean, also their announcement sucked. Like, they showed like no games outside of Call of Duty. Like it was all about TV and TV and TV. So if you're a, even a casual gamer, you're going, why the hell do I want an Xbox? I already have a cable box. Like, you know, so- yeah, but if your buddy hasn't, like, let's say this goes through and Microsoft does end up owning Activision and your buddy goes, 
oh, I have an Xbox. That's that's the Call of Duty machine. You're going to go, oh, I want to, well, not you, but some, most people go, oh, I want to play that too. So I'll get the Xbox. It won't yeah. matter, you know, if it's on PlayStation for one more year or three more years. Like, eventually, they'll go with the Xbox. <laughs> I could see that for a lot of people, but I don't see I mean, it for, like, an overwhelming majority of people. Look what like, happened with uh, the Dreamcast and Madden. Yeah. Um, like but that, I don't was, necessarily know that that is the number one killer of the Dreamcast. Let's be honest. No, it wasn't. I mean, but it was yeah. a killer. It was it was yeah. up the top five. Let's say that. No, definitely. But I think also at that point, PlayStation and Nintendo just had a huge. Sega couldn't compete at that point. Like, well, I mean, Sony like, was Sony was doing exactly what they're doing now. They were making exclusives, money hiding stuff, so Sega couldn't get it. I mean, so like. And they were doing that stuff to Nintendo when the first PlayStation came out. And I mean, that's that's a different thing because Sony Nintendo was stuck in the in the past. And then also, a lot of people didn't want to deal with cartridges anymore. And Nintendo insisted on the whole sixty four need to be a cartridge. So that's a that's a different matter. But I mean, you, Sony has a history of this stuff. I mean, it's you, not you like, say that, but yeah. like the Dreamcast and the PlayStation Two, they only coexisted for three months. It wasn't well, yeah, because been, at that point, Sony had like, such a huge part of the market. By the time the PlayStation One ended, that I mean, let's let's go. Like there was so many people that just bought a PlayStation because it looked so future. It looked like, oh, this is the future. This is gaming is that's the next thing. At the end of the day, like sixty four still had people that bought it, obviously, but it was all about those same Nintendo franchises you have been playing. And I think if you looked beyond that, very much like the Sega versus Nintendo thing, Sony Sony won that because Sony had more of the the stuff people wanted to play, and Sega didn't have any of that stuff other than stuff that Sega had. Right, that they made. Yeah. So, I mean, I, there was a lot of Dreamcast games that I really enjoy, but I remember having a Dreamcast at launch, and then all of a sudden, my dad was like, "I, you know, I was I was reading magazines and stuff, but I didn't really, you know, pay attention to it like this, like the way I do now, because I didn't have access to the internet like that back then." I remember him telling me, "Like, hey, just letting you know, like." I don't think there's going to really that be any more games for this system. So, you know, I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden the PlayStation 2 was there and I got that. So, but that, that's the whole thing for another. I, I just don't think, I think Sony's going to be fine. I think the PlayStation is going to be fine. Uh, I don't think this is the end of the world as Jim Ryan is pointing it out to be. I think maybe this actually helps them have to go back to the drawing board and and like they're well, already planning to do, do more. Like with I said, it, yeah. you know, Phil Spencer really wants to st- you know, plant this town, split off Call of Duty. I just don't think that it's going to go exclusive, quite honestly. I just think that it's going to be like Minecraft. They're Maybe not now. PlayStation. Yeah. But, well, like I said, like they didn't make a PS5 version of Minecraft yet. No, but you can still make it, that you can still have it work. On your, what have they really added to Minecraft that is PlayStation Five that is uh, this generation exclusive? Well, they made an Xbox Series X version. Sure, because they can. They can also but, make a PS Five version. I but mean, has Sony also asked them for it? Do we know that? 
Does well, Sony they even a, care? They make a version of Minecraft for everything. I so, know, but I'm just saying, has Sony asked them? Has Sony has Sony gone in and said, oh, here, we're going to give you money to free to make a PS5? We don't know they, that, right? Why would they have to spend money? And Microsoft could just do it by themselves. Yeah, Microsoft, but they don't have... So, like, I, I think in a way, it's not like you can't... But that's the thing. It's like, it, you, it's not like you cannot play it on your PS5. Sure. But it doesn't so, look uh, as good as the Xbox version. No. But I mean, there's there's third party games that don't look as good on the Xbox or the the PS5. I mean, at the end of the day, is that really going to be the reason why you don't buy it or do buy it? For some people, yeah, but for the majority, no, they're going to buy it because it has that name on it. Uh, you I mean, know, it depends on how bad it is, <laughs> right? But I don't think they're going to just tank and make it look terrible. They still want people to buy it on that system. Yeah, I, you know it. Um, look, if this makes Sony respond and finally w- what feels like almost inevitable at this point of just why don't y'all just partner up with Square Enix permanently or whatever, if that's what it makes them do to retaliate, then do it. I mean, I don't think you're going to see Phil Spencer crying about it. So yeah, like, cry over if Sony partnered up with uh, Take-Two and got Rockstar. Then he'd be maybe. really Maybe, but I think also it makes a big point that the the guy that heads up Take Two said he doesn't really find it like it's anti competitive or an issue or whatever. You know, like other outside of Google, who obviously has a something to say about it, because in a way, you know, Microsoft is their biggest competitor with the X Cloud thing and whatever. The only people complaining about this is Sony. If it was really a big deal, there would be other people complaining. Besides Sony, if it well, was super anti-competitive, most, yeah, they are the ones most <laughs> impacted by it. So of course they're going to complain. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, I feel like if it's this super anti-competitive thing that Sony is making it seem like, there would be other people complaining about it. Then, and, and I mean, also, yeah. like, what was the last Call of Duty game on a Nintendo console? Like Ghosts on the Wii U? Yeah, the Wii U. Yep. Because like, I haven't been. I don't think. No, I think they did put out like some ghetto version of Call of Duty 4 on, like, the Switch, maybe. Yeah, I like, think so. They did try to like, put Call of Duty like, on... Like, the Xbox 360 version is kind of ported over quietly. <laughs> obviously, not gonna, they can't put, like, the current Call of Duty games on the Switch. Yeah, there are no Call of Duty games published for the platform or available on Nintendo's digital eShop. This year, they're, I think they're trying to put one. So, yeah, I guess it, that uh, Call of Duty 4 would have been the Wii U. Yeah. So, I mean, and and Nintendo and Microsoft did say that's one of the things they were going to try to do. Actually, was get Call of Duty to work on the Switch. I don't know how that's going to work. Maybe if you finally uh, get that Switch Pro or something. No, it'll be cloud gaming. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, cloud gaming. That's true. That's that Switch Pro is never going to happen. Like you've been banging that or, drum well, for three or four years the, now. Whenever <laughs> it shows up as this, whenever the Switch Two happens, because I will. I do not believe that they're just going to go and move on to something else that is not going to be a variation of whatever the switch is. I just, I just, I don't think they can. They might make something completely new, but the switch is basically the new Game Boy. They got to keep pumping that thing out. I mean, I think they'll like, whatever they make will be backward compatible, but that's about it. <laughs> I did. I do not think that they can go back to only being on home consoles 
I think to, you would have such a big backlash. To you have to imagine that, what yeah. their uh, data suggests about like home use versus you know dock use versus mobile use or whatever whatever you do undocked. I, I mean, I think a lot of people would say that they play it undocked, uh, especially if you go to their home region, which matters to them. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's a big reason why you want to continue to, uh, and that's the thing too. Let's be honest here. What has helped Nintendo the most, aside from the fact that they have had a lot of bangers at a first party, is that the Switch has been such a success that they have all this overwhelming third party and indie support that they didn't have for uh, what two cycles? One, even the even the GameCube on you know. <laughs> Well, the Wii, the Wii had decent support. Decent, but then it became a bunch of shovelware. Yeah. Towards the end. Like, you know, it, it it was still, when I think about the Wii, there's some games, but most of the stuff I think about Wii is like Nintendo stuff. Sure. So that's much different than when I think about the Switch, I can actually name off games that are not Nintendo published, which is something you wouldn't have been able to say for a while. So, well... Um, moving on from one Microsoft thing to the next, something that may help uh, make this whole acquisition even a bigger deal. And I've talked about this before, and we're really only talking about it again because we know how Phil Spencer loves to tease stuff in the background of things. He has done this again with what looks like a perhaps a streaming box. Uh, that people are alluding is the uh, keystone thing that they've talked about before, which is supposed to be the the dongle or the way for basically the cloud gaming to connect to your TV so you don't have to have the Xbox or PC or whatever. You know, and then, of course, uh, Microsoft's Twitter makes makes a joke saying that, oh, what have we told you about having old stuff in pictures, boss, whatever. It's just the old MSN web TV. That's what he has, yeah. actually. I mean, we it kind of, like, it feels like inevitable that this is going to come out, right? Like, people just don't have, especially if this is going to keep getting worse before it gets better, people don't have the money to go buy TVs that are brand new so you can use the app with it and all that stuff. You're going to want to use the TV you already own. What do you think is a realistic price for this thing uh, that I mean, it, would, yeah. It depends on if it has any computing power at all or if it is just wholly streaming. I think the problem with your scenario, though, is let's say you don't have the money to buy a new TV. Why would you have the money to have good internet? Because maybe you do, and maybe it's part of a package that you're already like contracted to and you can't just get out of it. Like me, mine is a one-year contract. So I have one... I mean, I was fortunate enough to... Xfinity has one gig internet and they gave me the same deal I was already paying and they upped my amount of internet for by 500, you know, from 500 to, to one gig for the same price. So, you know, I, I think, but it's different though. Like internet could be used for various different things. Like maybe you do streaming and maybe you game, but you don't necessarily say, Oh, well, I don't know if I want to play. I don't want to buy another box, right? I already have the PS5 or I already have the Switch. But, oh, here's this thing that I can use the internet. And you don't really have to, to be quite honest. 
I play this at my girlfriend's house. I have 25 meg down and 10 up, and it still plays pretty well. Now, the difference is noticeable, but it's not like it's it's not crashing on me. It's not like where I can't play. I play FIFA just fine. It it plays a lot better when I'm playing a remote play on my laptop at home. I, I have fewer of the times where it does that thing where the, you know, it's trying to adjust or whatever. But it's not like I'm now I'm not playing. I'm not playing a fighting game or whatever either. Where I mean, maybe I would, that's yeah. I would say FIFA doesn't require like split second timing. Well, Call if you're playing online, it does, which, you know, that Call matters. does. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, Forza Horizon does, or right stuff like that. Unless it's going to be like, well, you just can't play those games in this thing. No, I think they're definitely, it's going to have the full Game Pass suite. It's up to you. To, whatever's available on cloud gaming is going to be available on that. It's That's how it works. It's, it's up to you whether you want to play that game on there or not. But also, you're not... Like, let's say for me, I think the sweet spot is a hundred dollars with a controller and you get the, the little box. I think actually having the little and, box is and, better. And, and the going. box mysteriously, mysteriously has a valve symbol underneath it, like the steam boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this, is, this is a big X and it has Microsoft painted on it and t- instead. <laughs> probably. Uh, I hope that it's like uh, 50 or. 60 no. without no i would say 50 or 60 if you already have like if you don't need the controller i would hope they have an option where you don't have to buy the whole package because they should assume that there are people that let's say want to have a second console basically i don't you know i don't think your use case is like that wide <laughs> i do so okay you don't think that there's people that say i i think there might be some but like I think, like, your use case of, like, oh, you already have an Xbox, or you already have all this crap, would account for, like, 10% when most people either don't have a console at all, or that's pretty much about it. But (laughs) would it really hurt them to have one, uh, a skew out there that doesn't have the controller? Yeah, because they want to sell sell more money. They want to get more money, so... (laughs) Yeah, but you're going to pay more. Okay, so let's say you do it the opposite way. Let's say you went and bought the $50 one or $60 one that doesn't have the controller. Try to go find a controller for less than 50 bucks. You're not yeah, going to. But then you're just so, going to you're just going to have a bunch of pissed off consumers who don't who won't care then or let's take it back. Well, that's the point though. Like you it's I mean, like you go to any store and you buy you go and they you go and you'll see it and it'll say includes controller or it'll say here's the stick. And you buy it. I mean, yeah. Like, why do you think Stadia included a controller or the PS Vita? Like, because you know, yeah. you need them. Well, but I'm saying it's like, okay, why do they sell two PlayStation Fives? They have one that has the disc drive, and they have one that doesn't. Yeah. So, but that's what I'm saying. So, what what's the problem with having two different speeds? Because you need a controller. You don't need a disc drive. Especially if you just want to go all right, digital. but if, if you have a controller, let's say you have like, an Xbox, they include one. a controller in either PS Five. <laughs> no, but I'm I'm saying okay. Listen, there's a way to make this cheaper for people. That well, let's say you had an Xbox One, you didn't buy an Xbox Series X. You can still use your Xbox One controller, and then That's, just connect it to the thing, and you don't have to pay thirty or forty more dollars to have a controller that I you mean, don't need. Judging by the sales figures, that wouldn't say that's a great 
great number of people either. <laughs> I mean, this I'm thing's just... gonna have a controller. I no, no, I I'm not saying that it shouldn't. I'm saying that there should be two SKUs for people that already have these controllers. I think there might yeah. be like way down the line, like two years from now, but not at launch because they don't want to confuse um, people and they don't want like some soccer mom getting it for a kid, getting the cheap model, not knowing the difference, and then the, taking it home and the kid going, What the hell? I can't play this thing anymore. I can't play this <laughs> thing at all. Yeah, I can't play this thing at all. Yeah. So. I yeah. mean, to be fair, if it's just like anything else, they'll probably make PlayStation controllers work with it. They'll make other controllers work with it that isn't just Xbox. They do it now. I thought so, no, I thought the Xbox had like that weird like Wi-Fi or like it's not Bluetooth, isn't it? No, it has Bluetooth. Well, you can't it, like use that, a PS5 controller on an Xbox. <laughs> no, not an Xbox, but you can use. Uh, it will it will recognize. I can use a PS4 uh, controller and play cloud games on it. Okay. Well, that's just Android, yeah. though, isn't it? No, I mean, that on my phone or the, the laptop. I mean, yeah, Steam oh. lets you play with either one, but I'm saying I can play X through the Xbox browser. Yeah. It will actually recognize the PS4 controller, and it will let me use it. Right. If they want to do and supposedly Stadia was supposed to do that at one point as well, and they never did that. You know, um, it's, you know it's weird? Yeah. Is World of Warcraft has con- has controller support. Oh really? I, that, for all the controller, or for like Xbox, PS One, and even Switch or PS Five. Does that even work Switch. on a controller? Don't you have like way too many options for a controller? I think it's all like mini, or all like hold A, and you get like oh, you open up this context menu, or oh, hold B. Okay, okay. Like a bunch, of, like you know, Makes think sense. about like Final Fantasy fourteen. That is the same thing. Yeah, I had a question, but they, and now I don't. I mean, it even has like button prompts though, and stuff like that. Did you see that? um, This is so funny to me because this was a look. I'm not trying to rag on Stadia. There's no doubt that Stadia had the best tech. There's no doubt about that. I'm not disputing that. I'm not saying that they didn't, but Google made it fail for one reason or the other. But I think it's actually really bad that one of the things that Stadia announced at their little showcase thing never came out, but Microsoft just made it happen on Bing where you can look up a game. It's on cloud gaming. You can hit a button on the Bing search and it'll play right there. So I don't understand how Stadia never made that work. And you freaking are owned by damn Google. You lack know. of knowledge, lack of insight, you know, lack of money. <laughs> Take your pick. Lack of, lack of money. They don't have lack of money. That's just lack of like people that thought they were just going to all of a sudden announce themselves that they're going to be in the industry and and that doesn't work. Like, look how long it took Microsoft to get where they are. Google must have not, the, the, the heads at Google that thought about this didn't think about this the right way. Well, that's what um, I mean by like lack of money though is yes, Google has a ton of money, but yeah. they have to invest in Stadia and like take a loss on a, for a few years at least before they make exactly. any returns. And they exactly. didn't do, you know, they're going to do yeah, that. So. They didn't want to do that. It's, but it's amazing that that little feature never came out, and it does make a difference. Like I think if you are searching for a game and you can, it's right there, and you can press play and play something of it to test it out. I mean, how cool is that to basically get a little demo there, and you can find out immediately if you want to buy the game or not. Nice. Or well, in Game Pass's case, you just play the whole thing. But whatever, you know. They should just bring back magazine demo discs. That would be nice if they did something like that. 
Um, I, I do think that, like, I always love the Steam Next Fest or when Microsoft does their little thing after the Game Awards or Summer Games Fest. Like, I think more people should do that. I, I miss when uh, Xbox Live Arcade made everybody have to make a demo because those are actually useful. Yeah, but I always think about uh, the reason I don't like demos is I remember a game called Time Shift. It was like 2005 FPS game. Yeah. I made a demo that was really cool. And I liked it. And then the game came out in a total shit. And then they were like, oh, we made, we kind of just made up the demo. <laughs> like, it's, it's, not, it's not in the game at all. And like dramatically different from the actual main game. Yeah. And it's like, okay, uh, thanks then. <laughs> well, uh, you as someone that owns uh, a Quest, uh, yeah. Meta announced some stuff as well. Uh, not, I mean, Microsoft also announced that the cloud gaming thing's coming to the Quest. So. Uh, if you wanted to somehow, so for some reason, play that inside your Quest, I guess you could certainly do that. Uh, you can't play it on your TV, I think. You could, it has to be inside the headset, but uh, I guess you can do that. Uh, so they introduced what the um, the Quest Pro. Uh, so it's going to be virtual and mixed reality headset uh, that has a price of $1,500, uh, $1,500. Um, it's going to come out October 25th oh, in two weeks. And you can interact with virtual creations overlaid onto a full-color view of the physical world around you. I mean, what do you think about this? Is, does it intrigue you at all? Uh, I mean, the Beat Saber thing looked kind of neat, but I wouldn't trust Meta at all, especially since my Facebook account is so screwed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sucks you have to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> One of the things people suggested that he makes you contact Meta, or not Meta, but like the Meta Quest support line, like to help them, like they could, they occasionally could fix it, and apparently not anymore. <laughs> so it's like, well, screw off. Like I kept trying to bug them, and they're like, well, we can't do anything. And then finally they closed the ticket, and they're like, well, how do you do in support? And I'm like, you failed. Way to go. That's uh, interesting that they then <laughs> ask you. It, it is such it's such a bizarre com- like Facebook and Meta or I'm calling them Facebook. It's such a bizarre company because like they're the number one or number two social platform in the world. They have like no support staff though, and I guess Twitter would be like the direct competitor maybe. But like if you have yeah. a problem on Twitter, you can get it fixed within a day or two. Like where you can actually talk to someone, <laughs> right? And Facebook doesn't have anyone. Like they just have robots apparently. So. It's, it's crazy I, to me. A lot of companies have that now where it's like it takes forever to get to a person or you just never get to a person at all. Yeah, I, I had yeah. a fun, funny thing happen tonight with that with Amazon. I wanted to buy this DVD and it's like the DVD is 80 bucks with like a $60 shipping because it's coming from Japan. And I'm like, I have Amazon Prime and it's being sold by Amazon Japan. Why isn't this under Prime their you know delivery system? And the guy I talked to on, on their chat was like, it was a real guy, I think, maybe. But he was like, oh, well, since you're a Prime member, we can we can refund you the money once you order it. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. But he's like, oh, no, we can do it. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to screenshot this whole conversation. So when I get charged for this thing, I can yell at whoever I have to talk to in real life, in real life and be like, no, I have pictures. Here you go. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, the MetaQuest Pro looks cool. I mean, not fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, yeah, not like, not fifteen hundred dollars. No, I think it's funny. Did you see the report that like Facebook is begging its own employees to use their like stupid chat thing? 
Yeah, wow. Pretty much like blackmailing people or going like, why don't you use it? Or like, get your king to use it. And it's like, don't you think that if your own employees don't want to use it, that might tell you something? Like, why Why yeah. would why would any, like, why would a regular person want to use it then? Or what good would it do them? It'd be like Microsoft being like, well, everybody's, well, they already do this, but it's like, uh, well, everybody use Teams. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Everybody use Skype instead of Discord. Yeah. I think 1500 is too much, obviously. And also, I don't think it's, I mean, unless it's for, like, business uses, I don't think people are I mean, buying it. That's what that's what they're yeah. showing a lot of here. Right. Is, like, oh, you can use Excel. I'm like, Okay, but why would I want to? Like, especially yeah. these. Like, do I really want to have that on my head all day right. to use Excel? <laughs> yeah, I just don't kind of understand that whole thing. But getting more towards the gaming side of it, uh, they did announce the purchase of a few companies here. What What do you think of them buying the the studio that was behind what Resident Evil Four VR, and then? Also, the uh, what should we call it? Okay, Iron Man VR. Probably good for them, but my concern, honestly, would be what happens like five years from now if VR doesn't really take off further, or if it even like contracts. Like, what happens to those studios then? Yeah, I, I mean, it's good that they're doing it, right? Like, um, yeah, you do worry about after what happened with Google, uh, would Meta do the same thing and just be like, ah, well, you know, we need to have. Sorry, we need to have this for business purposes, but ah, oh, the gaming stuff. Who cares? You know, like let's just get I mean, rid of these studios and forget Google. Look at look at like how Facebook has completely devalued their gaming side. Yeah, I feel like at when that first launch, people were making a big deal. Like, let's bring this over. Let's make exclusive stuff for it. And then all of a sudden, it's like just nothing. Yeah, and. Wouldn't be surprised if that winds up being the same thing here. Uh, Amazon at least has what New World that was successful, so you know they had that. That's positive for them. Luna is sort of positive, so I mean they own Twitch, so at least they have some things going for them. Like right now, yeah, Facebook cool. just yeah, the, the Twitch yeah. ownership is really going well for them right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely not. Uh, not after what all the stuff with TwitchCon and uh, the negative stuff that came out of that. That was awful. I mean, not to mention, like, this is 2022. You don't know how to make a freaking foam pit at this point? Good the Chuck E. Cheese technology has been lost to time. <laughs> Apparently so. I mean, good goodness. And the first thing you do is don't put, don't just put foam on a damn hardwood floor. That would be the first thing I wouldn't do. But, you know. I guess some people just didn't think. Uh, well, it looks like there was a lot of not thinking going on at that event. But yeah, that it is what it is <laughs> with that. I don't know if there was something else that you <clears throat> really super wanted to talk about. Uh, not uh, really. Or, I mean, the uh, Montreal, Korean Montreal got a stupid new name. I mean, you knew they had to have uh, their own name at some point. Um, so officially the... New company is named Anoma. Yeah. Uh, so the name is apparently was a Greek for name. Yeah. Or name with endless possibilities, which sounds cool in in theory. Uh, I I guess like you know once they actually have a game come out and everything, people might not think about it too much. I mean, 
think about all the names of studios that we don't really like go too deep into what their name is. That's just the name of the studio, right? So it's yeah, it sounds dumb right now, but I think we'll all forget that it sounds dumb once they come out with a game that people care about. I always think of uh this is a pretty old game. Remember that crush game for PSP? I, I never owned the PSP or Vita, so that okay, is beyond it, me. The studio is originally called Kuju Kuju Entertainment, which is sound like a Japanese company, but they're actually they were actually British. But like a few years after they they created or they you know started, they rebranded to Zoe Mode, and okay. Zoe Mode was like a female. It's like a female blonde, like almost like protagonist or like mascot for the studio. Yeah, and it's like what what the hell is this? <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, why not just call it like Embracer Montreal? Or, you know, like. I guess they just wanted to feel like they were their own thing. So, which, hats off to them, really. Well, I guess it's, I guess, I guess they really are different because, you know, how Square likes to make fake sounding Latin names for their games? Yeah. This is a fake sounding Greek thing. I guess that, yeah, that's also <laughs> could, could be it, but. It, I give him props for thinking of something like original. Like nobody would have thought about that. So there's a reason you're not wrong. But still, <laughs> um, with that being said, I think that's gonna do it for the show this week. Or unless you had any uh, TV show or movie stuff that you wanted to really talk about. I mean, Doctor Who's coming back in two weeks. Finally, getting rid of Chris Chibnall, which thank God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not going to be the new Doctor and Russell T. Davies. That's like ways off, but it's going to be Jody's last episode. And right. I know you didn't keep track of the show that well, like with the new era. I can't think of five episodes that were good in the last like two or three years. Yeah, it feels like there has been a big drop off because I feel like before Jody, and it's not Jody's fault. I felt People like always- Th- Doctor Who was way bigger into the zeitgeist like there was i felt like there was more crossover to more touch people watching doctor who and then it like feels like it fell off a lot it, it started to really fall off but it started it started to fall off with uh peter capaldi because yeah people liked david Tennant and matt smith because they were like cute actors which right i'm not gonna begrudge people that and peter capaldi is like obviously older <laughs> yeah yeah i'm not gonna say he's not handsome but he's not like the boyish good looks you know, Doctor of those two that they it, were. It's really a hardcore fan's Doctor Who. Like, he right. doesn't have this broad appeal. Yeah. Like, I would, like, when, like, like during, like, uh, Matt Smith's run, you can walk into, like, an FYE, and they look like a Doctor Who table setup of crap you can buy. Uh, mm-hmm. That started to go yeah. away with Capaldi, but it really went away with Jodie Whittaker. <laughs> and they wanted it to be the opposite because it was supposed to be, like, oh, more inclusive. You're... Yeah. You're bringing in the 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 women, you know all that, and it did the opposite, unfortunately. Because yeah. it has so. to. I mean, I don't mind a I don't mind a woman doctor, but there has to be good writing behind it, and yeah. there wasn't. <laughs> so, I, I would I would objectively look at most of her run as a failure. I would say I would say it's partially her fault, but only like ten or fifteen percent, or maybe twenty. But the majority is not her fault. Let's say that for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, most of it's not her fault at all. It's just yeah. unfortunately just there was a lot of issues with Doctor Who the way it is. So yep. I 
love this last episode of She-Hulk. The the final episode of season one is this week. Uh, of course, I don't really think it's a spoiler to say I think most people knew he was going to make a cameo in the series. The stuff with Daredevil and She-Hulk was great. I'm totally down for more of that. It's they did it so well. I got to give them props for that. You can there's parts of the series, the parts of the season that wasn't great or it wasn't perfect you know you can poke holes and stuff like that um but i really like this episode and let's see what happens with the finale uh, yeah of course i think probably once that's done i'll actually get into andor and watch it and all that i'm just kind of trying to Pretty good uh yeah <laughs> but i mean i'll i'll watch it because it's star wars and i like star wars stuff um and it seems like it's getting that same vibe like Rings of Power. Like there seems to be a lot of people that like really love it. And there's another huge section that doesn't like either one of them at all. So, yeah, I, I still need to watch the other half of that House of Dragon episode. I fell asleep and then it's not on your thing anymore. So. I can uh, it back up. I mean, yeah. Well, now I'm using my computer, so I'll just try to find it. But. Let's, uh, I guess, go through this with the games that will be out by the time before we come back next week. Want to give a shot? At, if, if for some reason you didn't know, Pilot Wing 64 uh, is that next Nintendo Switch online game. So if you didn't play Pilot Wings 64 or maybe you want to re go through it again, you certainly will be able to do that if you have the Switch online. So have fun with that. Lost Idolans and Triangle Strategy both hit the PC. Uh, both of those games are worth checking out. I mean, Triangle Strategy, I can give you the recommendation that it is worth checking out, especially if you love strategy RPGs. Uh, it's done in that HD 2D style. Definitely worth a look. Um, Trifox is a like action platformer game that I've really been following. I'm interested to see how that's going to be received. I will have that on my list of indie games that I want to check out uh for sure i'm sure there are a lot of people that are excited for this the dragon ball the breakers maybe it'll be that next four versus one hit but i need yeah. one of them <laughs> yeah uh it, i mean dead by daylight's the thing that's like carrying that torch right now <laughs> so i'm i'm uh, just i've never been interested in that genre and i'm actually kind of disgusted in how many like horror franchises and different franchises go that route because it's yeah. like, like the laziest product you can go, you can do. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a lot of people like that Friday the Thirteenth. They just, you know, it died. So unfortunately, I mean, most of those but, games get good, like more or less decent reviews. But like, the interest dies off after like a month or two. <laughs> right. If they can't keep up with the content, and again, that's the credit to Dead by Daylight that they've been able to do that. Yeah, that's the problem you have is it runs out of content. People move on to the next live service game and that's it you know uh so that's usually how those things work unfortunately nhl 23 pga tk uh tour 2k 23 come out so if you're a sports fan you got some games coming i'm excited for scorn in a couple days yes gonna get to play this so i'll definitely have thoughts on scorn uh next week uh, shout out to Figment 2, Creed Valley. Really liked Figment, the first game. That's coming to Switch on the 15th. And then also Plague Tale Requiem is going to be out before we do the show again. So I will also have thoughts on Plague Tale Requiem as well. 
Uh, of course, both of those, Scorn and Pinto Rupert, will be on Game Pass, so you can check those out there. If you uh, have them on the other consoles, they'll also be on Switch and PS5 and all that. So Scorn will not be on anything but series and PC because it's exclusive, but uh, that's, you know, is what it is. And that Marvel Snap game, so Marvel Hearthstone, I might check that out, honestly, because I really liked Hearthstone when it first came out, so might check that out for sure. And finally, I guess people can play them as fighting herds outside of PC. So there's that too. I know there's a lot of fighting game folks that really love that game. So have at it. And, and, and if you, for some reason, haven't played Uncharted, that Legacy Collection comes to PC as well in that, that week. So I'm, I'm sure you're raring for that. Oh, yeah. Mark, so play those games again. <laughs> But uh, all right, until next week, folks, um, be sure to check us out. If you enjoyed what you heard or listened to you, or, or watch, you can subscribe to us, WT Network, or just Video Games to the Max on the podcasters. Go ring that bell, hit that follow button, subscribe button. It helps us a lot. Go review us on the podcatcher of your choice. That helps a lot, too. Follow me at WTM Sean at Humanity to Play for Mark, and we'll see you next week, everybody. Later. Bye.